This podcast is brought to you by Equus Grooming Products, human-grade cosmetic ingredients. Wow. So, Joey, I could use these products on myself? You absolutely can. And you know what? It's easy rinsing. It lathers up real good. It's just clean, clean product. Hook me up. Welcome to Doc Halligan Unleashed with Joey Villani. Today, we're talking about how important it is to clean your pet's teeth. But first, we had a listener ask us about her cat and their litter box. Plus, stay tuned for my medical minute at the end of the show. I got um, Jill here from, where's Jill from? Jill's from New York. Okay, close to where I am. Jill slid in a pile um, outside the litter box, she said, um, and, 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 and she said she almost did a split. Um, because for the first time, her cats are now starting to go outside of the litter box and they're leaving, you know, presents for her. So what can she do? Great question, because it's the number one reason cats are turned into the shelters. Number one is going outside the box. And so the, here's the thing is, have you ever gone into, uh, open the door of a porter potty and you went, oh, heck no. And you let the door slam right? Yes. Because the stench coming out of that porter potty. Okay. That's what a cat's litter box is like to them. They are clean animals. We've talked about it in segments. They clean themselves. They pride themselves on being clean. The last thing they want to do is go into a box that stinks and their sense of smell is, you know, 10 times ours. So you might not smell the ammonia that's forming in the litter box, but, but they smell it, Joey. And so the rule of thumb is the number of litter boxes you're going to have for your cat is the number of cats you have plus one. I'm going to say it again. The number of litter boxes you need in your house is the total number of cats you have plus one. So if so, I have, if I have um, two cats, I want three litter boxes. Correct. Okay. Correct. And why is that? Because like I said, they, they can smell... You won't even know. Maybe the other cat's having a little bit of diarrhea, but you don't smell it. They squirted their anal glands. You don't see it. They're clean animals, and forcing them to go inside a nasty, stinky litter box is not acceptable to some cats. So that's the number one reason people don't have enough boxes. Also, where do you want to put the litter boxes? Okay. Do you think cats want privacy when they're taking a dump? Yeah, of course. So how would you like to be going potty in the middle of the living room with everybody watching or in the hallway and you're looking and they see you and they're watching you take a dump? It's it's not right. I've had cats my whole life, so I've never had a cat go outside the box because I know you got to put the box where it's quiet. You can have all three boxes side by side, but they got to be in an area of the house where there's not a lot of traffic easily accessible they've got to be cleaned every day you know they do have the automatic cleaners which sometimes are not good because they scare the cats um so i mean i've always had just the traditional but if you but how, how up, often i mean how good do they actually clean it the automatic they cleaners? do some they, of they them clean yeah okay. in fact there are some great automatic cleaners joey uh great automatic cleaners but you got to start early with the kitties some kitties will be like eh. so you got to practice and see if your cats but that's so nice right you don't have the minute there's waste the cleaner comes and 
And How about the ammonia it. smell? So, you know, here's the thing is, people think that cats pee ammonia, don't they? Is that, that's what you're thinking, huh? No, I don't think they pee, but I think, I think that's the, it builds up. What happens is exactly, it's a reaction of the urine or feces and bacteria in the litter box that makes the ammonia. Cats don't have any more ammonia in their urine than you or I do. If we were peeing in a box every day like that, you'd have ammonia too. Or I do that sometimes. You do, yeah. yeah. You probably pee in my yard if you came over, wouldn't you? <laughs> I probably would. You know, there's been a few nights, um, you know, here in my yard when I feel like, like going not? in and having a fire. Yeah, why I not? I live by the water. Hey. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, you know. But uh, so that's the sad thing is that that ammonia is created in the litter box. It's artificial. There is a litter called Cats Incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, made by Lucy Pet, that has an enzyme that actually blocks that. It will never form. Really? This, wow. This litter is amazing. Cat's Incredible Litter, it, it never forms. And it's it's so nice because you'll never smell the litter box. The danger is you never smell the litter box, so people don't always clean their they don't litter clean box. It. Yeah. So you have to make sure. And I like the clumping litter, okay? I like the clumping. No scent. Uh, unless it's the uh, Lucy Pet with the enzyme, they have like a light lavender because it's very light. You have to be careful. Some of these litters, whoa, the scent. Yeah, oh I've my gosh. Them. You, you know, it's like somebody I with. Carpet, they're like carpet fresh almost. Or, or you know how somebody has too much cologne on? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can't. You've got to be careful with that. So the type of litter, the litter boxes, you know, some cats like. Um, most cats will like the clumping or the, that sand is the number one litter they like um, because it's it's just feels good to their feet. You can get those pellets, but some kitties don't like the pellets. They don't like the, you know, uh, artificial litter. So you got to make sure, try it. Try uh, different kinds of litters and see which one your cats like. You got to be fastidious about cleaning the box because... Uh, you think about the poor cat. They don't want to go in a dirty box. And I don't blame them. And they have, you know, I mean, it's a big business, this whole litter thing. Yet most people don't have enough litter boxes. And they don't put it in the right place. And then when your cat gets older, Joey, you know, these cats get arthritis, right? Well, some of those litter boxes, they put the lid on them. And then they got the door they got to jump in. These older cats are not, they're not going to do it. They have arthritis. So you got to be careful if you're using a covered litter with a door that they can't get in. You got to, if think of your cat, if it's older, you got to have the short, you know, rim so they can go in and out. Otherwise, they're going to go outside the box. The other thing we got to talk about, cats get bladder infections. It's also a big reason why they go outside the box. So you got to get that ruled out if they're urinating outside the box. If they're pooping outside the box and it's not diarrhea, that's from most likely they're upset. But if they're urinating outside the box, you got to get their urine tested uh, because um, they could have a bladder infection. They could have crystals. And the boys, you know, they have the tiny little penis with the little urethra. They get a little crystal in there. They're dead in a day. Wow. They, their, their bladder just gets huge. They can't pee. If you see, also, I know this is, we're talking a lot about, the normal thing for a cat, they go in the box, 
you should hear them digging, 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 potty, cover, 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 jump out of the box. It should be like around a minute. If they're in there digging, digging, if they're in there like minutes, no, there's a problem. They should be in the box forever. It's a normal kind of a, you're in, you're digging around, that smells good, you go, do your business, you cover it up, you're out of the box. So pay attention to their potty habits because it could save their life. So Joey, halitosis is always a sign of ill health. I'm going to say it again. Halitosis or stinky breath is always a sign of ill health. Your dog should be able to go up close personal, give you a kiss without knocking you over. So everybody listening Go kiss your dog. Go smell their breath. If they have bad breath, there's a problem. Now, one thing owners are unaware that sometimes they can have bad breath from diabetes, cancer, like a tumor, all kinds of things. It's not always tooth decay. And now the other aha moment, I'm going to say it probably twice, dental disease in your pet is 100% preventable right 100 percent dental disease is a hundred percent preventable how joey do you prevent dental disease in your in your mouth how i i go to the um, dentist twice a year so here's this is the key is dog's teeth are like ours they they have a baby set that comes in and then the baby teeth fall out right then they get their permanent adult set just like us Okay. Um, the sad thing is that, you know, we are doing doggy dentures and root canals and everything, but, and yes, it's super expensive, but people don't understand it's a hundred percent preventable. The dental disease is. And the sad thing is that you, you know, you have to get started if you want it to be an easy, quick thing when they're really young. That's why when you get a puppy, you put that six months in my brother, he's so cute. He sings ABCs when he brushes his puppy's teeth. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, and I'm like, and he sent me a video of it. And he starts doing that when they're puppies, see? So uh, then his dogs get used to having their, and cats too. I'm working on Ricky, who was an adult when I got him, on him letting me brush his teeth. See, the biggest thing is, do you know how many pet owners will go after they listen to this and they will go buy a toothbrush and toothpaste which has to be made for pets and then that'll be like okay at least i got it and then they don't know what to do with it because if you didn't start joey when they were little you know and you go at your dog like if you go at your westie that wanted to take a bite out of me and you just want to go brush his teeth like what is he gonna do you know it's it's funny you say that because that is so true um I, we, there's this ultrasound pet tooth um, brush and toothpaste that's phenomenal that you get unbelievable results with if you do. But the problem is, is getting it in the, in the dog's mouth, letting them, and this doesn't even, I mean, this goes on ultrasound, it's silent, and they still don't like it in their mouth. So, you know, I mean, that's why you're right. We have to start them out young. But that's all part of being a conscientious pet owner and knowing what you need to do, you know? I mean, feeding brushing, brushing teeth, checking ears. This is all part of it. Now, do you think 
dogs with halitosis that turns out to be dental disease, do you think that shortens their lifespan? Honestly, is it really going to shorten their lifespan if they have bad teeth? That infection is running through their body now. I mean, that's an infected mouth. I've seen teeth that were so horrendous that, you know, during the grooming process, a canine would kind of think about that, would come out because, and you're just brushing a dog's face. So imagine a pain. I, I, I can't imagine. Well, and yeah, I mean, it's so sad because dogs didn't live to be 20, uh, 30 years ago when I graduated from Davis, right? Their, their lifespan was probably maybe 10 to 12. So it's really extended now. And that's because we really understand the importance of their teeth because that's the first line of defense for them, right? And so I think pet owners, if you have a pet, Let's say you didn't start when they were young. And like Joey said, right, where does the blood go in your gums that it's infected? Where does it go in the animal's body? Everywhere. So it absolutely leads to premature organ failure, heart failure, um, not only fistulas. Um, I had a dog. We took every single tooth out of that little dog's mouth. I spayed it at the same time. It had a pyometra. And my technician was taking the teeth out while I was spaying her because her teeth had essentially rotted out. But if, you know, so then viewers would be like, oh my gosh, I know they're going to look and be all freaked out. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Like that, you can. So uh, hold on, I have a question for you. Is that why when you go, before my dogs get a dentistry, usually the veterinarian will put them on amoxicillin for a couple of days. Is that to clean out any infection in there? So, so when you do pull it, it's not, it, it doesn't make it worse? Yes. Yeah, sometimes if we have dogs that are getting like abscessed teeth, correct, to prevent that infection from spreading more in the bloodstream, we'll sometimes put them on antibiotics prior to doing the dental. And I have had to do emergency dentals where the dog literally couldn't even close its mouth because a big chunk chipped you know, it was just hanging there, um, the rotting teeth. Um, so, and you know, you've seen those old people, right? They walk around, they got no teeth. And if you look in third world countries, they have a shortened lifespan because why? They're not brushing their teeth. They don't have fluoride. I mean, we're spoiled, you know, we are so spoiled. And Yes, if you want to save money on vet bills, um, the dentals now, the reason they're so expensive, we do dental x-rays. Does your dentist do dental x-rays on you when you go in? Right. And guess, guess why they do the dental x-rays. What are they looking at with the, which is the root? And in the old days, 30 years ago, we didn't have dental x-rays. So, you know, we if they were loose, we'd pull them. If they weren't loose, we'd leave them in. But now we realize that it doesn't always correlate. You can have a tooth that's rock solid with a rotten root. So we absolutely have to do the dental x-rays. And in order to get that film in there, you know how hard it is when you're opening your mouth at the dentist? And I'm like, oh, girl, and it's hurting your gum. Could you imagine trying to do that in a dog that's awake? Well, I'm going to knock on wood. I have one cavity ever in my life. I never had to have a tooth pulled. I don't have any tooth problems. Let me see. Smile. Wow, you do have great teeth. You do. You do. See, but now that's genetics, right? 
Oh, yeah, look at your little canine there. No, I mean, it's genetics. Funny you should say that, because I was just going to ask you about that. So is it true that gum disease in dogs and tooth decay is a lot of times hereditary or genetic? Well, and you notice the bigger dogs. When's the last time you saw a big dog with no teeth? Never. Never. You know why? Because they all have the same number of teeth. Can you imagine the same number of teeth in a big dog's mouth versus a small dog's mouth? 42 teeth in a big dog versus a small dog. So do you see the overcrowding? That's why especially the little dogs, their teeth are going to rot out, and medium dogs as well. The bigger dogs have more room, so they don't get the decay that we see. But, you know, it's funny because um, people will say, well, I have it done every time my dog gets groomed, uh, they brush their teeth and we pay $25. And I go, okay, that would be like you brushing your teeth every six months, every six weeks. It's funny. I'm so against that. In the grooming industry, when they hear this, they're gonna, some of them are going to hate me, but I don't care. Um, I am so against groomers that charge for brushing teeth because to be honest with you, you might as well take person, those people might as well take that money, throw it right in the garbage. Because if I'm going to do anything, sell them the toothbrush, sell them the toothpaste, show them how to do this and say, do this every day. Yeah. Because me charging you $25 today, and to be honest with you, that's easy. I'll sell you the toothbrush, the toothpaste, and open 25 yeah. bucks, and I don't even have to do it. So yeah. I, I made a sale everything. So to me, it's better, but it does nothing. And, and I don't like when groomers advertise it because it is false advertising. Okay, and unless you're educating and say, okay, I'm going to do it today, but you need to come in on a regimen. You need to come in every day, and nobody's going to do that, but maybe some people will. But I have a question now because you said something. So before we get too far, you talk about overcrowding. What would mm -hmm. happen if, like, you know, some people have wisdom teeth and they get them extracted because they have problems. Can you do the same thing for a dog? Can, can they extract teeth to, to not have problems moving forward? Yes, we can. And we do sometimes when we spay them, especially the deciduous baby canines. I know you've seen them. When they have double teeth up there, oh, and they get hair and carpet. It's so sad. So definitely clients don't realize you have to ask the vet. Like I have some little dogs, they have a double row of incisors, two sets of the incisors that are sitting there. So yes, we can absolutely take those out. And you did bring up a point about the pain that I don't think owners understand um, that rotting process, how absolutely painful it is. When they try to eat and they have a tooth that's loose and it just jars their root, you know, every time they eat, but they're dogs. So they're going to eat because they're hardwired to eat. But yeah, I, I mean, I go to examine some of these poor pets and they just, they won't even let me get near their teeth. So it's a problem that I think uh, millennials are hopefully are addressing. Because I know like Tom Snyder in that age, he's like, oh, I'm not brushing the teeth, doc. I'm not going to brush the teeth. Okay, that's where I'm drawing the line. It's a dog. Okay, he's a dog. And he got all offended when I'm like, Tom. You got to brush your dog's teeth. So he would pay a technician to come and brush his dog's teeth every other day because he was just old school. But the newer, younger generations like, okay, I, you know what? And I say to owners, you're not going to probably do it the first time you attempt it. 
It's like you're teaching your dog a new trick and you're sticking your hands in their mouth that they're like, what the heck? So what you want to do is you want to develop a routine because dogs like routines. So what you want to do is you want to develop a routine, right, Joey? Because don't animals like routines? Yeah, yeah, they kind of know. So I always say it's better to do it at the end of the day when they're kind of tuckered out and you need, we know you need to do it every other day. And, um, so, and the thing is, it's the intention. Remember how we talked with the, uh, we talked with a psychic about that, right? About the intention going forward with your pets, you know, and like with you as an expert groomer, you see these groomers that are struggling, but you walk in and you can groom that dog, right? That's correct. What's the difference between you and the struggling groomer? Just, they just know, they, they know the difference. They know who the alpha is because, and you're right, because I built the routine. So they know exactly, okay, this guy means business. Listen, it's like anything else. You can tell who's serious and who is. Confidence. It's like a guy that's going to ask a girl out. I mean, if you go to ask me out and you're like, uh, uh, do you want to go out and be like, uh, no, <laughs> but if you're like, Hey, would you like to go to dinner? You know, so it's the same thing with your pet. You've got to have the underlying subtext that this is going to save years on your pet's life and save you thousands of dollars. You got to go in knowing this is something good for your pet and they're not going to readily take to it the first, second, third. It might take you six months to build up to it, but it's a challenge. We should do like a challenge for people because eventually over time you could do it. So tip is at the end of the day, it's got to be done every other day and you should do it towards the end of the day. I say, when you go to do your teeth, have their toothbrush there. And you know, you have to use special toothpaste. Um, you can't use our toothpaste because they don't spit out, right? So they're going to swallow it and ours is too high in uh, fluoride and it makes their tummy upset. Also, you know, their enamel is softer than ours, so you can't use our toothbrush. And before I give a few more tips, I'm also going to steer people away from the non-anesthetic teeth cleaning. That's another way that these doggy daycares are trying to uh, get an extra buck, if you will, by scraping your dog's teeth and actually ruining the enamel, Joey. It ruins the enamel. Their teeth will age five times as much. So do not do the non-anesthetic teeth cleaning. All right, so, so then the next thing is, what I'd say you do is, so um, get some bullion, like beef bullion, chicken bullion, tuna juice, and all you're gonna do for the first time, Joey, is you're going to get your pet all excited where you're like rubbing them and brushing them in between your legs and you're going to stick your finger in the bullion and you're just going to put it in your pet's mouth have you noticed um and i don't know if, if, if it's me or not that dogs get when their teeth are bad they seem to get more matted and knotted around their face yeah they will come in with dreadlocks around their muzzle is there anything to detangle to keep that softer? Do they make that kind of thing? Well, that was detangling spray. Um, and I use it all the time. 
and I recommend people using a detangling spray. But what you, what you'll do is you just spray the Equus detangling spray on and brush it out, and it'll make it a little bit easier. So you could do that until you get the proper dental. And Equus Equus uses human grade ingredients, so I could use the detangler on myself if I wanted. Because <laughs> my hair tangles. Yours probably doesn't look like it tangles. My my hair don't tangle, but yeah, yes, my their, their ingredients are um, premium ingredients. And I even use the detangler on my bird. Visit Equus.com and enter DocH at checkout for a 15% discount. That's Equus.com. But hold on, going back, because this is a question I have to ask you, which is so important. Food, treats, because everyone says, well, I give my dog milk bones, or I give my dog this, I give my dog that. And we've, you and I have talked about this a million times, that that doesn't necessarily help or maybe it helps maybe it don't help but let's talk about the food a little because i think people are on a big misconception yes okay yes you can't do it would be like you eating dental treats instead of brushing i mean how good do you think that's gonna work huh how good's that gonna work for you joey um yeah I, i've never tried it before i don't think it'll no. work too good no and and so they, 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 there's this huge marketing campaign of food, uh, water additives, use this food. I know that there are some rawhides, C-E-T, vet grade rawhides that have enzymes on them that help kind of, you know, help with that. Nothing replaces brushing. It, you know what? You either have to make the decision, I'm going to put a six months in to get my pet to allow me to either brush their teeth or wipe their teeth or something, or just live with the fact that your dog's going to need dentals. Don't spend the money. Save that money for a dental. Save the money for a dental. Now, you know, also too, there's these um, dental wipes, you know, so they have the toothbrush, they have the dental wipe, they have just the finger cut. What you have to do is remove the bacteria that adheres to the teeth after they eat. That's what you're trying to do. And so you can do it with just a piece of gauze over your finger if your pet's going to let you do that. And the pet owners have to look at their teeth. Some dogs chew more in the left, some dogs chew in the right. Look at where they're building it up. You don't even have to brush every single tooth. You really don't. I laugh because I'd love to see how many people are going to get bit. No, 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 no. They won't because if you start out with beef or chicken bouillon and you put that on your hand and you let your pet lick their finger, they lick that. If you go to touch their mouth, it's like even peeling them and they want to snap at you, then you have to backpedal and you may have to spend a lot of time getting your pet used to that because it's unnatural. So then what I would do is use the brush, not your finger, okay? Because you don't want to get bit. So put the bouillon or the toothpaste, the chicken flavored peanut butter on the toothbrush itself and let the pet lick it. And then over time, you're going to put it in and they'll be like, and you'll be like singing a song. Oh, this is so much fun. And we're brushing your teeth and da 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 da, da. And you're all happy. And they're like, wait, she's violating me, but she sure is happy about this. So like, I mean, this must be something sh I should be enjoying. You got to outsmart them, Joey. And I, I mean, you really can over a period of time, if you do it every other day, get your pet to look forward to it. 
like, wow, this is like a little bonding thing where she's going to do it. And I mean, obviously the best case is if they're, you know, puppies or kittens and then it's a breeze. And, you know, if your pet will not let you do that, then you are probably going to have to have dentals done at least once, once a year. And there is a fallacy that the soft food, you know, builds up more than the, the, the dry food. I mean, that's like saying, you know, us eating trail mix isn't going to build more tart is less tartar than uh, a banana. You know, they, there's no truth to that. You know, I mean, they do make these certain enzyme baked treats, but it doesn't replace the brushing. And, you know, each pet is individual. The relationship you have with your pet is special. But, I mean, Betty White br brushes her cat's teeth. How safe, though, are all these enzymatic um, um, tooth um, cleaners anyway? Are they all safe? If the, if the toothbrush is for a dog, yes. They and I know that they're going to try to take the shortcut, but some of them anyway. And they're going to go out and they're going to get enzymatic sprays and enzymatic wipes, and they're not going to brush it. They're going to try just to get in the dog's mouth and get the dog to chew it because now they're starting with an adult dog, which is going to be a little bit more difficult. But it still can be done. But are the products all safe? So especially yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know of any product out there. Um, that's unsafe. I do know of a product that um, you, you're supposed to put in their food that has algae that actually triggered a, an allergic reaction in a dog. So if they're, you know, it had seaweed in it or something and you sprinkle it on their food and the dog broke out in hives, that type of thing. So some of these additives, they can trigger an allergic reaction. But as far as, um, you know, the dental wipes and all that, they, they are very safe. You know, so, I mean, there's really no excuse not to be taking care of your pet's teeth. You know, uh, if your dog has halitosis, you got to take them to the vet and have an underlying problem ruled out or your cat. And once that's ruled out, get the advice from your vet. Like, hey, can you take help teach me how to, you know, take care of my pet's teeth, right? That's what we're, we're you know what's interesting? Veterinarians are what? Ophthalmologists, surgeons, we are dentists. And you know, there's even veterinary dentistry specialists that that's, they went on and got extra training, Joey. We're doing braces on dogs now. I'm not kidding. I'm not that's, kidding. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh no, maybe we should end with that. Huh, it's going to the dogs, braces for dogs. And now our medical minute from Doc Halligan. Something as simple as doing a weekly at-home exam on all of your pets can save you thousands of dollars on your vet bills. Why is that? Because animals instinctually will mask symptoms. So the sooner you can pick up a problem, the better for your pocketbook and the better for your pet. So when you're doing the at-home exams, you want to do it in good light. And you want to start from the head and go all the way to the tail. And what you're doing is you're looking to find out what is normal on your pet. So the minute you notice a mask or you notice spots or you notice a smell, you can call your vet and address the problem early. Have fun with this. Make it a, a, a joyful uh, experience for your pet. Catching problems early are going to save you from much more expensive vet bills. So that's my medical minute. Do your weekly home exam. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we talked a lot about teeth because it's so, so, so important. 
And please share, spread the news that Doc and Joey are fun and entertaining and you're going to learn something and you're going to save years on your pet's life.